3: The Premier View Tipperary GAA Podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by MerchMonster.ie. On MerchMonster.ie you can buy personalised hoodies, t-shirts, polo shirts, personalised snood face coverings and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personaliser over on their website. Go over there and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, team and work polo shirts, and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's merchmonster.ie. Now let's get back to this week's show.
1: Welcome to episode 50 of the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. Uh, good episode lined up for you this week. Niall Morn, former Limerick hurler, joins us to talk through the Munster final. And Dennis Kelly looks ahead to the Tip Camogie's first game out in the championship. I'm joined as ever by Tumi Varas, Andy Tracy, and Tordes with Sean Smith. You're very welcome, lads. How are we doing, Mike? So, big week, lads, for, for Tip GA. Uh, started off Monday night. Um, Beat Waterford in the under twenty uh, fell over the line. I would say in the what did you make of it? Yeah, geez,
2: we, we were lucky, very lucky to win that match. It looked for particularly an extra time that Waterford had a bit more about them, and we were going to get blown away. But um, it's a good thing that transfer went through for finish. Devin Ryan came <laughs> on and he produced the goods. He was excellent. I mean, he actually sure. he, he really made a difference. If he didn't come on, we'd have been beaten. Um, but Galway looked to be the better team for even in normal time. We got, you know, that goal at the very start really helped us along. God, Watford have us it, yeah. Shit, Watford, sorry. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Watford should have nearly beaten us in normal time only for that goal. So, um, very, 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 very lucky to get over the line
1: in that one. Yeah, um, couple of a couple of poor performances, well, but a couple of good performances. Sean, your own man, Dara Sakeem had quite a good a good outing, um. Devon Ryan, as Enda said, came on and, and turned the game. Uh, another North man there uh, in the Devaney, James Devaney, uh, had a terrible first 70 or first 60 and came on in extra time and, and, and probably won us the game with, with three points.
0: Yeah, bringing Devaney on was kind of a stroke because the Water's backs were in the legs and to ran it. He had the speed to burn it. You know, that is set up from at that time as well, but. We kind of were looking back to bringing lads on again that weren't performing and our backs thought overall Kevin Maur was alright but the rest were kind of sketchy at times. Um and for the Kelly Creedon was made a nuisance of himself as always not he? And he got a few good points an you know. So it's good to see him with the hurley of beside him.
1: Yeah. Um into the backs, um I, I thought the backs were a lot of the backs were in trouble for for, for a lot of it. Um Connor Wire there was taken off after fifteen minutes. Kevin Maher seemed to be uh, playing loose there as a as the the sweeper for a lot of it, but his probably distribution wasn't what we would expect from from a hurler of his caliber, and um, and I don't think any of the other backs stood out. Uh, did, did they? No, they're under savage
2: pressure. Um, now, in fairness, Waterford were hitting the ball in very very nice in for the full forward line, um, but they always just seemed to be out in front and have time and space. Um, they've done an awful lot of damage there, especially at the start of uh, extra time there um, they're under savage pressure to take backs but um it's going to be an issue going forward I think we're going to play in Cork the next day and we really need to nail down what's happening there I don't think we can go 6-on-6 six six back there I think we need an extra presence back there based on the last performance so you might have to think about dropping someone back but Look, a win is a win, maybe it's just rustiness from the first day out. You'd be hoping and, and they tighten up a bit, but uh, yeah, it's gonna have to be addressed for the next day,
1: yeah. It's, 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 so, the, the semi final of the under 20 goes ahead next Tuesday or next Wednesday night, or Tuesday, sorry, Tuesday night, the 20th in the stadium against Cork. Uh, John O'Halloran is the from Limerick's referee, and that's live on TG4. Then last night, lads, the miners were out in their first round against Kerry. Um, we expected them to win; they did, but probably didn't have it all their own way.
2: Yeah, they made hard work of it. The first half, they were playing against the breeze. Um, uh, Kerry, in fairness to Kerry, now they, they made him more. They made it, made it very difficult for them. Um, I think they were only a point behind, and Tip got a goal just before half time. To make it look a bit a bit more respectable at halftime, time were up three points, but once they came out in the second half, they they blew them away really. Um, some good performances there. The turtle lads were good, and that that or- is Oren Quirk. There, corner Farrell was very good as well.
1: Oren Jones, or Jones,
2: Orin from Knockavilla, yeah. Um, Connor Martin, not too bad either. The solo headman, uh, <laughs> and uh, I like I like I like Joe Egan there as well, and and I. I'm like I'm going to attempt to pronounce his name, but please, everyone, don't laugh at me. Tori Shaniyokar Nina there. Yeah, yeah. He's a right good little player. Um, it's pace to burn, and he's, he works hard there. So, um, sure, it's, it's just sketchy at that age, you know. It's, it's just a, a year too young, I think. You just don't know what you're going to get with these young lads. Um, but there's the bones of a very good team there. Some good players on it, and uh, yeah. you know, it's actually it's actually nice to see Kerry. Uh, competing at minor level there for the last few years, Do you know they have some good hurlers there themselves, so it was a good old
1: match yeah the, the, there probably isn't too much to talk about they the, they did win and and they're out next week or two weeks time against against watford but uh Sean Enda mentioned something interesting there, and I don't know did you see the final of the twenty twenty which was on last weekend um Galway and Kilkenny, but the difference in under 18s I suppose versus under 17s it is really boys versus men you know the game was so much quicker so much stronger um, the final the, when, when it's under 18 it's a total different uh, game to under 17
0: oh yeah I agree and I've seen bits of that minor final 21 there last Saturday like it's just physically they're not the same kind of hits the tackles you know um, it's a bit like kind of a bit, bit up under 16 is all to be honest really you know Um mm-hmm. They are young, and to to expected. like the, you see the difference the club level between players go from sixteen to minor. It's outstanding. Like it's yeah. different. Grave is so kind of be expected, you know. But we kind of just ground with it. But to say, like winning, like it's in. It's not all be all and end all of winning like under seventeen minor nowadays. Like it's not, like even see under twenty. That's kind of got me back a bit. But still, it'd be a step up. So I wouldn't be too worried if 17s were kind of getting not blown out, but weren't. As competing, but the way it's the way the way it's going now again, but it's are there both, anyway, But the Cork team looked to be a different graveyard. It's clear, team looked to not showing up
1: and not too sure. I haven't said that about
2: Cork for the last 10 years, <laughs> They
1: get come, they come unstuck somewhere. Yeah, just speaking of Cork, they, they played clear there last night 628 or something. They scored like phenomenal scoring, but uh, um. Not to be kicking clear when they're down, which we will. Uh, Claire, we obviously we're terrible, ill prepared. Like nobody at intercounty level should be getting a hiding like
2: that. No, definitely not. I think uh Tommy Gilfiles actually over and Sorry, Lauren, it's uh chasing <laughs> the day for the But um by by all accounts the setup wasn't in place until very late in, in the day. And they look just to be blown out of it physically. Um I don't think Claire have ever got I know and I know Claire have had poor results over the years at different grades and they've been struggling at under under twenty and under twenty one but I don't think they've ever received a hiding like that and it's it's a bad sign of where they're at if that's the best pick they have at that grade in the county
0: um but <laughs> well, should we look in, should we, someone in yeah. here should be looking at why this happened or what happened? Should we someone account for that like them young went out and got that. That I that think, fair Tommy, I think, Tommy
2: Eagle-Files said it after the match when he was interviewed. That he's like, Who's over the underage structures and Clare? They have nothing in place like every other county in Munster, they're getting left behind in that regard. Hopefully, it's a uh, long may it last.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so tip, uh, tip, play Wadford in the, in the semi final of the minor on the 27th. That game is down for Parky Ring. Um, Lads, uh, I suppose I, I one bad note over the weekend was the footballers went out. I suppose maybe a little bit—I won't say expected—but um, Kerry Kerry beat us by what ten or eleven points, and um, we probably were never in the game. Were we? We were down from from the start. I think we were down seven or eight points early on, so I never recovered. Go
0: ahead, Kerry got a kind of goal there in the fourth. We had about two or three points all there for kind of good beat the first peer team team and then Kerry's goal just killed him in. that was kind of once it stretched out it was kind of game over Not we, we were never going
2: to have the forward power to beat them like well what did we end up with on the day two points from play out of the 1-8 um, and the, the opportunities we created were limited and uh, I think we were Anthony Shelley was on last week and he was saying that Kerry are like just serial foulers and I was looking out for it on the day Anytime time tip looked like breaking through bear the penalty instant they got fouled so that's obviously a tactic and it's it's it was, all, it was look, we've been saying it for the last three months when we were talking about the football, it was going to be a short year for Tip. But they didn't get embarrassed either. They put in a diff a good defensive shift. But Brian Fox back there as well, he was good. He just, he cut out a lot of opportunities that could have been goals. Um but look, Carrier just different gravy, like we were never gonna beat them, especially couldn't have been getting sent off. It was a stupid Todd for me. Um, he was asking for it, but um, look, it's going to be a long summer now until it comes around again.
1: Yeah, yeah. the under twenties. Obviously, we, we spoke about under um, kind of underage <laughs> football and, and and lack of success. But the twenties, twenties are out this Thursday night in the semi final. They won last week uh, against Limerick, and it's Watford. Is it this week um, yeah. in the in the semi final with a great chance of getting to getting to a a Monster Final, which which would be good for, for underage
2: Yeah, it'd be savage to get to the Monster Final now. Um there was it's sort of six or seven years since we were in the Monster Final at any grade. Um underage. So you'd, I mean, you'd imagine that there would be a good opportunity to beat Waterford. I think I went I went I saw them play Waterford at minor level two years ago in Tip Town and we bet them fairly well. Uh, but that was with Paddy Creed in midfield to be fair, Sean. So don't have him this time, but You'd, you'd imagine that they'll give they'll have a good opportunity to get through Watford and anything after that's a bonus then because the confidence will grow from there.
1: Yeah, no, I know I, I watched this team um, since they were under 14 because Dara was on at their 14, 15, 16 and, and they were always competitive, probably the third best team in the competitions after the the Corks, Cork and, and Kerry sides. They lost... They lost. They won one of the shield finals, I think, at fifteen, and then they lost the sixteen final to I don't know, South Kerry or North Kerry or something like that. But um, a lot of those boys were were have come up through that system. Tommy Landers from from Keikums there was the who is now the county board and Oak chairman was the was the coach of that team, and they, they've they've been they've been quite good. So there is good potential in in that team. But a lot of them actually now play with the twenty hurlers: Max Hackett, Devin Ryan. Kevin Hayes there for my character. They would have all played football. Well, with
2: that. Is Kyle Shelley eligible for that? Is he he's still under twenty?
1: Is he? Kyle Shelley is on the Hurland panel, isn't he? So
2: he's, yeah, he's he was good there. He was full forward in the minor team. He's lost for him as well. So.
1: yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and as you said, Paddy Green and I don't know what I mean. So they they yeah. have lost a, a lot of guys that would be that would certainly um, be be on that team. So look, hopefully they get the, the win on on Thursday night or Thursday night and, and get to the final. Uh, the qualifier draw, lads, was made on Monday morning. Uh, threw up the one we all wanted, Davy versus Lohan. It's not even going to be Claire versus Wexford. <laughs> it, it, Claire are obviously going to be foaming at the mouth after the, after the tip game, and, and this just adds fuel to the fire, the old uh, Covid rematch, I suppose. <laughs> so, uh, how, how do we think we'll go?
2: Um, I, I fancy Claire to come through it. Um... Wexford would have expended a lot of energy and the lads seem to be picking up a lot of niggles in that game with the extra time against Kilkenny. I think they really went all in for that match to win it. Um, and as you say, Clare will feel hard done by the persecution complex coming through in them. And they usually pull something out of the hat. Um, last year, after the, bit, after the squeak past Leash, they just, they just built a performance based on what's Davey and Wexford. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd fancy clearing that one, um, just to pull through by a couple of points. That's
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the other game again yeah. that yeah. was drawn in the qualifier Sean. Um, Leash, who who overcame Antrim in, I suppose, uh, quite a good game there last Saturday, uh, to, to keep their their lead McCarthy status for next year. They've been drawn against Waterford. I suppose we, we don't see anything other than a Waterford win there. No, I should get Waterford back on the train again,
0: going, you know, Um Leash kind of got the winner of Brandswick kept him in. McCarthy said that was kind of their victory this year, and I think now is a bonus. And, but then you want to kind of see a performance more for all the same if you want to have any contention of getting to our final or even win, you know. So they want to go and kind of make a name for it, don't want to just scrape more of going through the motions either. Like, you want Nick want to have seen something from the players better than seen earlier this year for sure.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't. I... Should win that pulling up. I saw an interesting tweet in the from your mate Derek Lynch there um, during the week, uh, and it wasn't given out about James Owens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after the qualifier draw, he said that considering Clare beat Waterford in the first round, Watford now are probably in a more um, in a better place than than Clare were by virtue of getting a softer draw. Do you think there should be? it should be looked at that a team that wins a first round probably shouldn't be in this in, in this qualifier draw or should certainly Waterford should certainly shouldn't be guaranteed and I know that's no disrespect to Leash, but they are guaranteed now a, a another game whereas Clare potentially are out uh, at the weekend
2: Yeah I suppose but what's the solution really um, it's just to look at the draw should sure not Clare get to look at the draw last year when they pulled, pulled leash out of the hat so comes and swings and roundabouts. Um, look, you're going to have to play these teams at some stage anyway, so what's what's the point in beating the shit out of leash and then going out the next day and having to do it anyway?
1: That's the way I look at it. No, um, sympathy. no sympathy for Clare on this podcast. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, the, um, the Leinster final Saturday night, Dublin and Kilkenny, um, uh, two teams we didn't pick to be in the final. Um, hard to see how it will go because we don't know what Dublin will Will throw up, I suppose. Really, uh, Kilkenny will will be a typical Brian Cody team and 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 are never beaten until the final whistle. I suppose. Um, what do you think?
0: Like God, they were so bad against Dublin. It's hard to know what level Dublin were. Wexford just went all out of traps and Kenny kind of caught them in the end. You'd expect Kilkenny to win, but like again, don't know kind of Dublin will show up. Like it could be to be honest, like no probably around most of in this podcast. Kenny could give him a clip my few points could be 5 or 6 7 points but I think Dublin could win so I hold my hand up again if I'm wrong like we always are to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I'll I be the same I, I hope I, I think Kilkenny will win it and win pull it pulling up but I, I I would be more than happy to be wrong in this case
2: <laughs> yeah I, I'd go along with Kilkenny as well um, Dublin in fairness to them they were tight defensively and they done seriously well to hold goal with 114 but that took an awful performance, awful big performance, and Kilkenny will be ready for that. I think the TJ factor was always, always the biggest factor for Kilkenny, and yeah, they'll win, they'll win, handy enough
1: five or six points. Yeah, yeah, certainly will. So uh, suddenly then lads, uh, quarter past four down in in the park, uh, Chip and Limerick in the Munster final. Um, I suppose where where do we start? Uh, the tip line out. Uh, do we do we think there's going to be any changes? Um three days out. What, Sean Smith normally has his, his ears close to the ground in around around Tarlis. What are you hearing, Sean?
0: I feed Nynamaro start. Um for one for maybe John McGrath, um but then the McGrath's always start, don't they? Like it's kind of it's hard to know. Nine back to full fitness done well during the challenge game not the only after he played but got hatched on a few scores so he by all accounts looked at sharply so I think he make one change but who that changed Me, I don't know to be honest neither my they feeling but.
2: They're keeping Willie Connors as an impact sub for the year or so because he played well when he came on the last day like, yeah. you'd have thought he'd been in, in the shake-up to replace John McGrath but John McGrath has to go back to the bench because I don't know what's going wrong with him but he's, he's looking a shadow of the man that we all know so um it seems like I thought Alan Flynn might like, get a twist. Maybe he was good, but I suppose like, yeah, you have to start. no, all like you just have to. I I, I think you have to start him.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I would be with Sean that one one change is the most we'll see. I think, um, Sheedy, Sheedy is loyal to the to the players he has, and and now I look, I was surprised when he started Barry Hogan um, instead of Brian the last day, and and it was a he played he played fierce well, so. But normally, normally, Sheedy doesn't doesn't make wholesale changes anyway. So, John McGrath probably looks to be the most vulnerable, and and I, I think I'm I'm with John if Niall O'Mara is fit. I would have had Niall O'Mara on the last day if he was fit. So, um, I think if he's fit, he comes comes back in, and I think that just shows how important Niall has become. Um, I actually saw a picture. I think uh, Owen put it up on, on Instagram there of the 2010 minor team. Niall McGrath is on that, so he's he's hitting twenty eight now, but it shows how important he has become to the to the team that he's one of the the first names on, on the team sheet with his work rate and, and so on. So yeah, I, I think if, if there is to be a change and I'd be skeptical about whether whether Sheedy will will make a change, but th- that would be it for me, Nylonara for, for um for John McGrath. Other yeah, she
0: than that, he not do many holes, say changes. He said they're like, but again, it could be a game that after 25 minutes could bring on, take off, lad. The lad could pull aside 25, 30 minutes into the game, you know. Yeah, yeah. half time up long, but if Limerick are running right, it could be change even before half time. Yeah, matches
2: are on now with the subs as well. The subs are very important. And if you're the likes of Alan Flynn, Willie Connors, John McGrath coming on, like they're, they're good subs coming in. You
1: know, yeah, if, if, if you remember the first game of the league, um, <coughs> we we've, we we've played Limerick. <laughs> And um, we had Shane Dowling on, um, but uh, we we picked a team with four workhorses in the forwards, if, if you remember. And I I'm I'm wondering is is Willie Connor started at wing, at corner forward that day? I'm wondering is is that the mentality of Sheedy, is that they need to work outwork Limerick, which I suppose that's that's the case for every game. But I mean, Limerick obviously are the I suppose the benchmark now uh, with regards to work rate with with Higarty, Morrissey, Keen, Lynch. You know, so it'll be it'll be interesting. I think it's it's an interesting one. <laughs> I wouldn't be, I, I don't think he will. But then, if, if it turned around that Willie Connors and Niall O'Meara both started, I wouldn't be surprised either.
2: Yeah, yeah. They, they just have to break even there to, with that Limerick half back line and stop them hitting the ball in was unchallenged because they they set up all the attacks there. Stop Kyle Hayes fizzing down the line. Probably probably see Breen match up with Kyle Hayes there to keep with him. Um he'll definitely have to pay us for him. But yeah, you need you need big physical presences there in the half hour line, especially to be able to physically compete with those Limerick Lads because they're big units like um and you need you need to be able to you need to be mobile as well.
1: Yeah. So, as you yeah.
2: said, yeah, you could you could easily see the two of them starting. Yeah,
1: good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so on was a on a matchup point of view, um I suppose Maybe we got it a little bit wrong in the full-back line starting off against Clare. Do you think we'd see Pauly isolated in, in, in the cornerback spot this, this weekend, or will that have been rectified and, and there'll be a contingency if Limerick go two-man inside and, and try to isolate Pauly?
0: I don't think she'd let that happen again. If it does be a quick change made, because, again, you don't want to go five, six points down to this Limerick team. Um, the game could be out of hand by then. So I'd say we quick, quick moves made earlier on, get powered out to the half back line if possible. Or like we're gonna to go two man four line, there's no as well. That's for most things do. There's no and we don't want to see him so I might Move them out and even Brendan could fought back in our half back line is flexible, that's the only thing, you know. So we're, we're okay in that sense.
1: Yeah. Um in the uh, limerick warden great against against Cork, um, hit twenty wides, I'm sure that was rustiness. Um and, and, and they'll be they'll, they'll the two weeks they'll have worked on that, but uh Ghislaine is obviously their There, one of their danger men in, in the forwards. Do do we man mark him with Cahill Barrett or or do we just let see how how the game goes? I think we see
2: how the game goes. Um I think they have too many good forwards to be earmarking Aaron Glenn. I think his form has yeah. gone poor in the last in this, well different for this year in particular and um Tom Morrissey and, and Groot Hegarty as well so much uh, relies on them for their game plan to work and Morrissey looks like he's a John McGrath situation he's after really going off a cliff there with the form um, so yeah I, I, I'd i I'd leave Barrett in the full back line anyway and see who comes into him, um, I'd say himself and Barry will be left inside I have a feeling they'll put Parry out on the wing I think it was just the first few minutes of that clear match will be, will be in their mind I'd say with Ian Galvin and they're coming up with a better caliber forward in, in the Limerick forward, so I'd be a bit cagey about that.
1: Um, Fl- Flanagan uh, is, is a player that probably suits Paddy though, is it? Do you know what I mean he, he's probably not as mobile as as um, as a Galvin. He's he's tall and he can stand up, and, and uh, probably the, the battle Paddy would relish.
2: Uh, all the same, um, he kind of he kind of uh, thrives off of that low ball in, even though he's a big unit. Um, and he's quick out in front. I wouldn't say he's slow by any means, but um, if there's high ball coming in all day, I'd have party there on him. But and I'd leave him in the full back line. But I don't think that's going to happen. Limerick aren't going to play that way. They don't play that way. So I'm not saying party's a liability or anything. Maybe he'll have learned. Oh no, 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 no,
1: no that's not what we're
2: saying at all. Yeah, I, maybe he'll have learned by those In fairness, he he knuckled down after the after the shaky yeah. start against Clare, and, and he came into the game, but. Um, I I I
1: I have a sneaking feeling he'll be out in the half back line. Yeah, um Keane then obviously is kind of the I suppose the playmaker there for Limerick at centre forward. Do do we go with him? What how how do we manage that? Um Kindy probably as a, as a six is a sitter, same as Brendan as Bryn, uh, Brendan Maher. They just sit back in the pockets and 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 probably sweep a little bit. Is, is that going to be where we see the the Borrisolee one two of, of of Dan picking up? Keen Lynch and, and Brendan sweeping and then swapping over and back?
2: I think so, yeah. I think you're on the money with that one. I think Dan's going to have to have a big game for us to win it. Um, Keen Lynch is very important for them as well. Um, he's the link-up man really there. When the ball comes out the half-back line, he's always on the, on the end of the next hand pass with the next ball out. Um, we're going to need a big performance in that middle sector. We need to really be breaking even with the breaking ball and coming out with dirty ball for most of the match. Um and I'd say she did pick a team to reflect that as well. So um yeah, I'd be man marking Keenan Lynch if I'm being honest. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um Hagerty and Dan Morrissey, you said they're, they're they're form of Morrissey probably probably not what it what it has been. Hagerty, I think we, we all know what we get what we what you get from him. He's drifting back, he's strong, he's a rangey, he's he's quick over the ground. Um Breen we need a I suppose this is where we need Michael Breen now to to step in and and put games back to back. I mean, we, I suppose we've been a little bit or certainly I have anyway a little bit critical of, of his lack of consistency. But I mean, if if we are to win Sunday, we need him to put two games back to back, don't we?
2: Uh, he's important there um, for for the game plan. We're going to have to implement to keep Limerick at bay. Um, just his mobility and his fitness; like he he can he can he can get around the park so easily, but um. Uh, the Limbercat forward line. Um I think we need to get someone on to Gerald Higarty and start giving him little digs. Because you know, he's been lucky in a lot of matches to be staying on the field. And I think it's fairly fairly well highlighted now, and I think it'll be in the refs mind, keeping an eye out for him. Start start giving him digs and see if you can get a reaction out of him. Um fucking stick to him. I think I think they're <laughs> he's gonna get sent off at some stage for doing something. So just get into his head. Give him digs. Start start giving him hassle. See how he reacts. Um, but yeah, Breen, Breen. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a back to back performance from Breen. I think you know he always has these absolute storming games, four five, six points from play. I've seen it a good few times, and then it's like he's not in the pitch the next day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think wing forwards made for him. I think that's his position now for going forward. So he, he really needs to nail
1: it down. Yeah. yeah. So like we- Obviously, he'll have his hands full. He'll, have, he'll probably have Hegarty coming back coming back onto him or coming back out into his space. And you'll have Kyle Hayes, who likes to bomb up that wing as well. Yeah. I mean, he, re- he really needs to be on it, um, on it the weekend. Cannon's uh, showed a lot of form. Um, I suppose maybe patchy uh, in the first game, but but certainly his work rate was up there. But we need scoring from him as well to, to, to kind of take the pressure off um Jason Ford's shoulders as well, won't we?
2: Yeah, Calvin and fairness team now. Um, last day. A, a lot of people just lazy analysis. They're looking at how much he's scoring, and but he's so important to the team to link up play, and he's just a target man up there. And when the ball goes in his general direction, like he's going to do something with it, either an assist or get the ball in the hand and have a shot. Um, his scoring's not been unreal the last year. The last year's championship and this year's. No, it's not terrible. He's he's scoring in every match, but um we need, we need a big danger, a big big threat from him. Um, There was talk, uh, we were talking nine more in there and there was talk maybe that Dan Morrissey had come back in, so maybe he'll be picking him up Um, and he hasn't a lot of games played, so Callanan needs to step up a bit more. Like, he was very good the last day, I thought he was excellent, but scoring-wise, he needs, he needs to just, when he's getting the ball, he's looking for the pass all the time, whereas Callanan, maybe two, three years ago, was taking on his man and getting past and going in for the goal, but um. There's no fear Callum, and I'd say he'll have a good game on no,
1: no, you. No, Um, Jake Morris got a couple of pints the last day. Um, did what, what we were all hoping he would do. Again, probably similar to Breen. needs to put games back-to-back, but he'll be... Hopefully he gets on a lot of ball as well. Um, as we said, Nyla Mara or John McGrath, whoever's, whoever's going to be uh, around their bubbles. Um, what was it? Three or four points the last day. We'll need his that, that sort of risky hurling out of him taking his chances when, when they're got. And, and then obviously we need Noel. Uh, we, we spoke about Keen Lynch being the quarterback for for, for Limerick. Noel McGrath is that for us, isn't he? He definitely is, yeah. And he was, he was, he, he had one of his quieter
2: games the last day. Um, in terms of Jake Morris, um, I was very impressed with him the last day. He must have, he must have been not there or thereabouts in the most positions in the game, I'd say. He was coming short and he was a real out option for the backs there. Um, look some of his decision making at times was a bit dodgy Um, gave away the ball made poor hand passes. Remember there at one stage was that in the second half he was going through on goal, and he had Willie Connors on his right and who was on I don't know who was on his left, but it seemed the easier option to go to Willie Connors on the right and he gave the hand pass the wrong direction but um like I wouldn't be critical of that once lads are getting on the ball regularly that thing that'll tidy up um but with bubbles as well. Look, leave him centre-forward, let him drift around. Gets the ball anywhere 50 metres from the goals, there's a fair chance he's putting it over the bar. Yeah. Um, but it'll be just about winning possession in that half-forward line. Um, I don't know if they're going to be following Jake. Jake was dropping very deep to pick up ball the last day. I don't know if if, they, if they'll come out of place to follow him, but um, that might put a few doubts in Limerick minds whether to follow him or not because he was dropping deep and he was getting on a lot of ball. And I think he'll
1: use it a tiny bit better the next day. You'd be hoping anyway. Yeah, yeah, Um As so well, just before we finish up, on it uh, Barry Hogan is in the goal. His distribution was excellent um, against against Clare. That that it'll be vital this weekend, won't it? Uh, winning our own hookouts or putting them into areas where, which give us a sixty forty of, of winning of winning the game. Probably one of the main reasons that he's in ahead of Brian. Would you think? Definitely, yeah. Um,
2: I think uh, Sean Flynn was on the Guardian podcast yesterday, and he was talking about how important the puckouts are going to be. Um, we've seen from the Cork game, even though Cork tidied up the puckouts a good bit from the league match, they had a disaster of a league match against them. Yeah. Um, even when the game was in the melting pot, they did turn over a few of those puckouts. Um, but yeah, Barry Hogan, I think it's a good sign of a goalie that there's nobody talking about him, or you don't even notice he's there, and um, he was excellent the last day. I've been a big advocate for him coming in, and he's taken his chance very well. Um, I wonder. I think we're going to have to hit a lot of sharp pockets. I don't think bombing the ball on top of the half back line is an option. So we seem to have been tailoring our game plan to working it out from the back a bit more than we usually do. But we'll have to mix it up at the same time. You can't be doing it, can't be doing the sharp pockets all the time because Limerick will get wise to it and they'll they'll turn them over because. They're one of the best teams in the country at doing that in their forward line. So, um, yeah, it's going to have to be a mix and match, really. But we've, we've the right man in the goals anyway, I'm certain of that.
1: Yeah. So, uh, look, put your, pin your colours to the mask. Do you think we're going to win it? Uh,
2: I don't think we're going to win it. Um, I think there's a good performance coming. Um, but I think Limerick will have learned a lot from the last day as well. They were slow started. Look, they didn't even play well against Cork in the bit by eight points, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. um I think we'll come up short I think. I think Limerick I don't think we'll be able to hold our forwards well enough and I think we'll maybe lose by two or three points. Now, obviously I hope that's not the case but my head is ruling my heart on this one. What do you think?
1: Um, yeah, I, I, I suppose Look, it, it's very hard to look past Limerick. If you're to go on the semi-final weekend, I'd say Tipper, seemed to be going better. But I think just over the last, whatever, 12 or 20, 30, what, 36 months, Limerick are probably the, the best team over that period. And um, we we have struggled. They seem to have a, have, a, have a sign over us. And no, look, I hope we put that to bed at the weekend. I do think... I suppose the more we're talking about it here, I think Sheedy could go and pick a team to play Limerick as opposed to our what we consider our best hurling 15. So that would mean the likes of Willie Connors, Nyla Mara starting and just really going at them from the start, uh, getting bodies on them, work rate, and and, and just chasing and harrying them. So look, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say we'll win it, but if we do win it, we're talking about a last minute point kind of. To, to, to win it, I I don't see either. If Limerick, I don't see us winning by ten points. I could see Limerick getting a run on us and winning by ten points, but I don't see us us beating Limerick by by ten. I think if we do win it, it'll be it'll be a, a battle to the end.
2: Okay, it'll be a good opportunity. To, to, there's nothing to be lost here. I yeah. I don't think, I just don't think we're going to beat them twice. Um, and I prefer to be beating them in an All Ireland series rather than the Munster final. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I, I, I don't really mind what happens as long as we play well. Um. Because yeah, we're going to a quarter final then, and we've a route to an All final then. I think we need a good performance anyway. If we let them, if we get a hockey enough, it'll derail the whole year. I think because they have the Indian sign us and the doubts will only grow from there. So we need to hurl well.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that's what we've we've said all through is that we need performances like we can't have that inconsistency from anyone. Everyone has to be on their, on their game the, and the five or whatever four subs that are going to be used. When they come in, they need to contribute and, and guys need to be, I suppose, out in their feet when they're, when they're, when they're coming off. And um, look, hopefully by Sunday evening, we will be, we will be monster champions. Um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Quarter past four in, in the park live on RT. Um. Just before we finish up, uh, fancy Harlan and the Tracy. You had a poor week. You obviously didn't have the 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 leisure or or, or Antrim guys. I was I was watching it and I was looking at Neil McManus putting points over the
2: bar and I was like, please stop scoring, please <laughs> please stop scoring. <laughs> I thought Keelan and I played higher up the field than that. Jeez, he was a sweeper for the whole match. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he didn't. He didn't go over a few points for me. In fairness, but. Uh, yeah, I'll have to have a look at it this evening now to see what the changes are going to be. It'll be four transfers, do we?
1: Four transfers, yeah, and three from each side. So the transfer strategy will be interesting here. I was leaning towards keeping the Wexford lads in because they were going to get two two games. But you you were after saying you're thinking clear are going to win, which would mean uh, keep, keeping TK as the captain. So I, I don't know what way I'm, I, I'm going now. You're, you're confusing me. I just I have no reliance
2: on those outside of Rory O'Connor now. I wouldn't be putting any of those Wexford lads in anyway, even if they win or not. So um yeah, you you use a transfer for a captaincy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. switch.
1: So and I change a manager as well. So
2: yeah, I well I have Liam Calin since Thursday, which was a disaster. But so you hope he'll get me a few points against Leash anyway. If he doesn't, things are going awful parachute for me. Yeah, which, yeah. You're going too well for my liking now. I'm not enjoying it.
1: Yeah, um, we're second in our own league there to to um, Hurler on the Ditch, who, who was absolutely flying, had Paddy Parcel there at the, at the weekend. Hurler on the Ditch is, is winning the whole thing, I think. Um, not only our own league, he's winning every league. Uh, so sure
2: if, it, sure, if we had three or four lads helping us out as well, we'd
1: <laughs> we be, be winning it too, I suppose. Well, you probably have the whole Tumivar, St. Ireland team, behind <laughs> you when you're picking the Hurler on the Ditch. <laughs> I think you won the, the fancy football up there as well, and Harder and the ditch was on yeah. the envelope, so I mean they know. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're scraping you're scraping into the top ten there, and the, just hanging in there. Uh, I'm trucking along score. nicely. I'm trucking along nicely. I think. Um, and and, yeah. and at the bottom of the table, poor old Paul um, had a, had a decent week, but still couldn't even catch Owen, who didn't score the weekend. So. <laughs> that just shows how how fair we're going to make Paul Paul famous here on, the, on, yeah. on this podcast. He won't give up anyway, but um. Yeah,
2: uh, no, he's he's um, he's like a lad that's falling, out, falling over after the gun's gone off, so he's in trouble.
1: Um,
2: I see Sean's after cutting out there very conveniently when the fantasy was coming up there, so we're
1: about to see he's well I, back in the I, Again, I can't find him. I'm on page three. There's no sign of him. Page four, no sign of him. I, I, I don't know what's going on here. I think he might have just given up. <laughs> And just for the listeners, uh, Mike, you
2: can't win that Argo Retro jersey at all now. They'll be on to the listeners, won't
1: they? Is, is that in the terms and conditions? I,
2: I think so, yeah. You can't, I can't be at that. you can't be at that crack, friends. You can't
1: so, somebody, I heard somebody say that we should. everyone should pull out and let Harder and the Ditch win it so that we get an address for him to send it the <laughs> jersey. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll,
2: he'll want us to send, send it to a, a PO box. He, he'll have a way around it, all right?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be interesting if the address came back as Laura or somewhere like that. <laughs> it's definitely not me, Nanya. <laughs> That's what you were. No yeah. one's buying
2: that. Okay, so looking ahead to this weekend's uh, All Ireland Camogie action, uh, Tipperary are out in the first round against Offaly and Banner at, I believe, 2.30 on Sunday. And I'm joined by uh, Tipperary selector Dennis Kelly. Dennis, thanks for coming on again. Thanks, Eddie. So looking ahead to the action, it was a disappointing end to the league and defeat to Munster and Cork. Have you been able to set aside those few results in the last few weeks building up the championship?
4: Yeah, we've had a good run since then. Uh, we've just reviewed our, those games, I suppose, and we've been working on things that went against us in those games. And uh, the girls are, are really flying now inside and they're getting ready and they're mad, for, mad uh, for the championship to kick off now against Offaly at the weekend.
2: What positives would you have taken from the league as a whole it would have been the few positional changes, people playing in different positions, game time into legs. You would have yeah, took all,
4: a- all of those things. Um, you know we have we have a, a panel of of 30 plus there, so they all got uh, game time of of some degree. And even since then, we've had some challenge games and that, so they've all got um uh, valuable game time. And there's a lot of new faces put in there. Their hands up for positions as well. So that's great. That's what you want in a in a, in a competitive a competitive panel that you're going to have to uh, work hard to pick your team from. So that's what's been happening the last couple of weeks. So we're delighted with that.
2: The last few results would have been disappointing, especially, obviously, hasn't got the pedigree it used to have, but the game against Kilkenny in particular, 55 minutes odd of just playing perfect to the game plan, had them on the back foot. Must have been disappointing not to see it out and you'd love to be able to bottle it.
4: Yeah, exactly. Look at we, did. that 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 was our best performance, I suppose, for the last, for definitely for this year, and probably for the last few years. You know, uh, talking to the rest of the management team as well. So uh, it was a pity not to finish it out, but it was a huge learning from that, and we're hoping that the girls can can take that learning and use it uh, in the championship. So that's the plan anyway. Uh, we'll see how how that works out.
2: I just heard the news there last week with Sarah Friday. disappointing news that she's she's heading for Dubai. She's a big loss. Then, as considering she was playing so well at midfield and halfback earlier in the year, um, she was really going well.
4: Yeah, she was after flying. Uh, she wasn't really working for her in the forward line, and and the move uh, back towards the halfback to the midfield seems to work. But uh, Sarah had had uh, had this in in uh, in the plan from the start of the year, so it's a pity uh, lost to the panel. But look at it, give someone else a chance to step up and, and take a position, so that you know that that's it's just it's unfortunate, but that's the way these things happen.
2: And awfully in the first round then it's played them in the quarterfinal league gave them a nice trim and really in the end um expecting a bigger challenge maybe different from league to championship
4: yeah definitely expecting a, a bigger challenge there they, you know on their day they, they can be very hard to beat um they had some of the older older players like Michael markham and tina hannon coming back they weren't they weren't long back training at that stage so look at they'll have they'll have uh a bit a, a much stronger challenge for us at the weekend. So look at if we can get over go over by a few points, we'd be delighted uh, in round one. But we're only we're only looking at that match at the moment, and we're not looking any further than that.
2: And along with Offaly in the group, you have Wexford and Limerick. It's a pretty decent group, all things considered. Look, you're not going to be taking anyone for granted, but there's a really good chance to top the group there.
4: Uh, there is a good chance. Yeah, look at when you divide the top the top three, I suppose, uh, you know you're giving yourself a great chance. Uh, it's saying that, you know, Wexford have, have been strong in, in Division two in the league and Limerick, you know, gave Kenny a good run for it as well in the league. So look, at, there'll be nothing to be taken for granted, but, you know, all things considered, uh, you'd be expected to be very top the group. But look, at, as I said, it's one game at a time and we're looking forward to for it and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, face down the next challenge after that.
2: In terms of personnel during the league, there was a lot of injuries there. Particularly, I remember being at that awful game and there was five or six girls up in the stand watching on. Uh, how are you fixed injury-wise, Dennis?
4: Yeah, uh, injuries have cleared up fairly well now. You know, thanks to our, our physio Kelly Kelly Bourne. There, she's uh, she's done a great job, um, and we've got a few weeks off that we've to get everyone back. Um, Karen Kennedy is a slight a slight doubt for the weekend, but hopefully she'll she got a little a bit of an injury at the weekend but apart from that uh everyone else is fit and raring to go so this is great uh you know we've a good good panel there and we'll have we'll have our subs you know five or six subs there to ready to go when needs be
2: that's great dennis hopefully you get off that one and start anyway thanks for joining us again thanks very much and thank you All the best. And now, I'm delighted to be joined by a former Ahan and Limerick hurler. His honours include a Munster title in 2013, Railway Cup medal in 2007, and two county titles at his club. He's the sixth highest championship scorer for Limerick with 797 and 44 appearances and has managed two hearty cup winning teams in Arts, Scottish. Nine more, and you're very welcome.
3: And how are you doing? i just a you there to start. And, uh, I've got a former Ahan and all, I'm still going strong here for the club at the <laughs> moment. Just yeah. to the boys below in the garden get any. Uh get any
2: ideas there altogether? Fair play to you. I meant a former Limerick or more so than that. It was bad writing on my part. Thanks very much for coming on, Nile
3: No matter. I'm glad to help out my brother in Tip. We're, we're a lot of Tip blood out of us. So, uh, mother and father from Tip. So, anyway, we can give back a little and we'd be happy to do it.
2: For sure is. We'll get into that later. A lot of listeners will be liking to hear your relationship with the Kellys. So, we'll get into that after. Um, so, big weekend coming up, Nile Monster final, Tip and Limerick in Limerick and Cork. Massive game. So we'll just look back on the Limerick performance the last day against Cork. Uh, Limerick were uncharacter- uncharacteristically rusty on the day. Glenn Morrissey, Hegarty, unusually quiet. What would you put it down to? Was it was it just a bit of rustiness from the league and they're just not getting into the groove?
3: Yeah, I suppose the first thing in is that like we traditionally wouldn't have a major history of beating Cork, let alone beating them by eight points. So, And again, Cork were coming in as challengers on the day. So, look, yeah, it wasn't... Um, It wasn't flamboyant in the sense that some of the victories last year would have been flamboyant, but at no stage did they look under pressure. Um, They seemed kind of comfortable throughout the game. Yeah, Cork maybe could have asked a couple of more questions, but they were comfortable. Now, I do get what you're saying. Some of maybe the marquee players from last year, they're a little bit subdued in their performances. Um, And I know that obviously to go forward and win on Sunday and win thereafter, like they'll need a little bit more out of those players that you've mentioned. But again, I said um like say you go and win a monster championship game especially when you're being put up there on a pedestal and uh, when you win it by eight points against clark do you know what i mean it's um we take it any day of the week but tip again will be a better and higher challenge on sunday
2: why well, it seems to be a, a big feature of the year so far for most teams and it was the same again for limerick here in the cork match is that worry going forward to the weekend or you think they'll they'll start that out and uh, intervene intervening a few weeks
3: yeah, the hit, it, was, it was up on to 20 wides the last day. Um, I suppose the nature of how Limerick playing is that, obviously, as teams are probably copycatting it at this stage, they're working the ball into a delivery area in, in around maybe between the 265s, that zone, and if the runner isn't on, then they're shooting from distance. And when your game is in, which it has been um, for Limerick, a lot of the times they're hitting 31, 32 points. Even though last year against Tipperary, like they hit 323. It was a big score. Mm-hmm. Um like the last day out they hit a lot of wides it was just poor shooting a lot of them from both teams happened to go on the town end when it went to the left side of the post so do you know what I mean look you would be thinking that you did improve on that but uh, I don't know look there's a lot more positives than, than negatives as well like I said Dermot Burns he was outstanding Sean Finn was a superb cornerback Um, you know which I mean, be Nick goals again he's just a pillar of consistency uh, and as you said look from a Limerick perspective you'd be looking maybe to get a little bit more out of likes of Iron Tom um, old, but he's obviously a marked man this year too Like,
2: yeah, It was well highlighted uh, that Limerick had a longer break after winning the All-Ireland last year prior to the league Is Kylie kind of looking for them to peak later in the year and he's trying not to push them too hard early in the year or do you think that's, that's in his mind at all? Uh,
3: I, I'd say look and, and I think the kind of feeling close to the ground was that maybe they're a little bit behind where they'd like to have been when they came back um, obviously look they had played right up in, into December. Um, do you know what I mean it was a unique circumstances and guys need time, especially in terms of maybe the longevity of their careers beyond 2021, etc. they need that little break. I know Gerald Hagerty ref said a few times that it was huge for them to get away there maybe in the month of January, February just to just totally take their heads out of it. And I suppose maybe what they found was in some of the earlier league games that maybe they're coming down the home stretch, they're, they're just beaten, they're physically behind. And I suppose maybe in March, I, I know that some of the sessions prior to the game, Friday night sessions that were traditionally been short and snappy, they mm. were extended on to 75, 80, 90 minutes on occasion. So that'll kind of tell you that the bigger picture was always, was always in the background there.
2: But the former Hegerty and Morrissey, worry you anyway. Um, they're just so important to the way Limerick Hurl and they just seem to lack a bit of energy that they had last year, even the year before. Would that worry you at all? or Particularly Tom Morrissey, your own club man. You really uh, have to hit the heights. It's
3: worrying me. It's worrying me and that you're, you're, you're very, uh, you are trying to put a few doubts in our heads there. I um, should look, I suppose, I, obviously every day you go to Hurl, you'd like to have your six forwards you score three points each from play. And, Another two freeze each and you hit 30 points, but look, yeah, they're, they're a small bit off it. Um, I don't think any team's ever going to go out and have six hours shooting, jump, But this was the beauty of maybe where Limerick are now at that maybe obviously traditionally we haven't been is that there's a belief that comes with the back of two all Ireland medals. And do you know what I mean? If your team's starting out and your form is down, then it's very hard to kind of reverse the spiral. But when you have a situation where you have that belief, you have those medals in your back pocket. Do you know what I mean? They still believe that when they go out on Sunday, they'll put on a man-to-match performance. And, um, you know, so, I said even look at Gerrard's case, Garo's still hit, I think still got three points to play the last day. And he was on Tim O'Mahony, who'd been probably Cork's player of the league, and won a couple of frees. So, you know, Tom, the sh- shots didn't go over, arms was a little bit off, it, but, do you know what I mean? The next day around, they still have that belief in themselves, like, you know.
2: Uh, would Limerick have seen anything just going on to the Tip match for the monster final? Would Limerick have seen anything from the Tip and Clare game that would worry them from Tip?
3: Um, look as the first thing is the game seemed to be overshadowed by the incident with regards to the black card. But the reality of it was Tip came, were really coming strong into the game. Like Clare had a game previous to it, they had a bit more momentum starting off. And Tip kind of found their feet as it was getting to that point. Do you know what I mean? Tip were only a point down at that stage. It wasn't that they were 10 points down when Aidan McCarty got sent off. They were a point down, having just conceded a goal before half-time. So, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? I, I just think maybe with this Tipperary team, um, they're a superb team. The majority of guys, there' three the medals behind them. So, again, we spoke about belief. Those tip lads, they will certainly be full of belief going into the game. But I suppose, like, maybe what you probably saw the last day was the role of like likes of Dan McCormack. Do you know what I mean? He, he's around the scene a long time. Maybe his role within the team has now gone from... A more peripheral guy to definitely a leader in the team as we've seen with Boris Lee, um, and John I mean Joel Ford there. Um, do you know what I mean he's kind of can for the forwards It has been through the league even today the teams played in the Get grounds twenty points each. Jason scored fourteen. Um, you know so like I think look Sheedy I suppose the animation from Liam was there like he's trying to power from the line he's trying to give that energy and the one thing you will always we guarantee the tip is that they have stickmen they have hurlers they have ability. Um, I suppose the question mark that has been raised and I know I'm on record as saying it multiple times is just the concerns over the mileage in the legs and like, that's not a criticism that's that's um, an indictment to how long they've served Tipperary for like a lot of those guys one not 10 they they've been on the road maybe 08 or 09 so I don't care who you are whether you're riding a Brian's racehorse or whether you're Lewis Hamilton in the car it takes a toll like the miles they, they do take a toll so and I suppose the feeling is that if Limerick, do you know what I mean, overwhelm them physically, which they are capable of doing, I don't think Tip's wristwork will get them over Limerick. Um, I just think Limerick have that capacity to overwhelm them. But like we saw last year in Park Weave, if it turns up and there's a deluge of rain or do you know what I mean, a man gets sent off, or there's, always, there's always an X factor that comes into these games. So again, unless Limerick are fully at the pitch of the game, they ain't going to beat Tip either.
2: Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of interesting battles within the game, Matchups, maybe, likes of Barrett on Glenn. somebody following Keane Lynch maybe. From a Limerick perspective, would you have gotten confidence the last day from Ian Galvin getting matched up on party? Would, would that be something that you'd try to do to take him out of fullback and try and get him into space?
3: Yeah, so I suppose. Look, the one thing like that was evident even in the Limerick game was guys played as his per- position. So there was none of the straight land tactics from dummy teams. So probably what we're going to see is Seamus Flanagan will probably start inside and, and full, and he has massive energy for Limerick. Probably has been Limerick's standout forward um, this year, and I know last year below in Park Quay again. He's, I think he I and mean, league match this year. He had uh, four points in play. I know in Park Quay he came on as he came on sub and scored a goal. So he caused weaker problems this year in the league, and he has that kind of running ability. He's a hard running forward. Um, look, yeah, Limerick do have the capacity to hurt you inside. Um, do you know what I mean? PD, Casey is a beautiful stick, man. Not blessed with massive pace either. But do you know what I mean? Like, who's to say the podium won't start out wing back on, on Tom or Ronan Maher won't go in full back, like Cuba full back line of Ronan Maher, Barrett, and Barry Heflin? Do you know what I mean? There's no issue with mobility in any of those cases. So, do you know what I mean? Sheedy, Eamon O'Shea, on uh, Kelly Derrygan. These boys will have they'll have their matchups well in their minds before they even play Clare. So, yeah, we'll see. There's no fear, Paddy Maher either. Yeah, he was in trouble early on, but he kind of as the game, he, his game set, kind of grew into it as well.
2: Kylie, will have loads loads to work on over the two weeks since the Cork match. Do you expect many changes from the fifteen that started against Cork? And do you think the game plan will alter anyway to fit fit tip?
3: Um, I suppose changes in personnel. I suppose the hope would be from my own side here that our own Dan Morrissey would come in. We're, we're probably surprised that maybe he didn't start the last of, because he's a pillar of consistency. Um, I know he did a couple of niggles maybe towards the end of the league, and I suppose Rich English had found, great. Uh, he found a bit of form towards the end of the league as well. So I suppose John Honours. Richie, and I suppose the fact that Dan had those little issues surrounding him, but I think it was evident to everyone who was in third list that when he came on, he really solidified the backs. And I suppose maybe for Barry Nash, who'd been brilliant last year, it was the one day where he just looked a little bit uh, ill at ease. Um, I suppose the nature of it was last uh, Saturday week was the first time he found himself marking, um, really marking, because up to that he was being left loose by teams so i say probably what you're going to see is i say Dan Wood probably start in full back and maybe Richie would go corner and Brian Nash is serious guy he have to bring on. Do like, you know what I mean? He was an all nomination last year. So that's the only change you could really expect. I know um, there's doubts. Mike Casey did hope to maybe get him back into the panel, but I think there's, he had a kind of a, an injury setback there in the last few days as well. So unfortunately, I don't think he will be part of it.
2: And McAfee, backline is going to be very important for them to get the platform for them to win the game. Uh, they need to be full tilt there again as the Oregon's car
3: yeah they do have to be full tilt and, and that's maybe where Liam Sheedy might look to exploit them Rick um, obviously got a huge change out of the bubbles coming out in John Camden and I suppose the nature of Declan um, is probably a similar player in latter respects to John he's a holder he's probably obviously his, his background his pedigree is as a forward um, so I'd say what you're going to find is Tip may throw bubbles on it for a while they might throw a different uh, figure maybe I like a Jake Morris get him on ball a hard running forward so, like, you know, Tip will have exploited things like that. Dermot Burns, superb player, don't put the ball down his head, but they might look to get him moving, um, you know. And that's where it likes to know, like, uh, if you have him wing forward and he's drifting, like, he's capable of pinging points. I know the last day he was removed probably early, but, um, like, you Noel know, McGrath showed against Galway last year that even though the pins may not be moving, like, he still popped four points in play in a massive game last year from the qualifier against Galway. So, look, Tip of loads in, in, in the play, too, Um. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Paul, Flings, or the Flins as well, Alan and Paul like there. It's good physique there. Do you know what I mean? Willie Connors, is pace. So, tip half players too, like, you know.
2: And how do you think it'll go, Isle? Do you think this is going to be a full-blooded championship match or, and do you think this is going to be the last time they meet this year and do you think Limerick can get the job done? Uh,
3: it'll definitely be full-blooded. Anyway, we're, we're located here we're on the Newport. Our Newport is on one side of us and the Brian's Bridge. Clare is on the other side of us. So, Um, there'd be definitely be full-blooded. Any if the Newport boys are wanting to (laughs) go, by might be like the scenes in Wembley there. they might be now in the stadium security trying to get in. Um, yeah, it'll be full-blooded. Like okay, Limerick have had the Indian sign over tip. I know, twenty sixteen Munster semi-final tip were quite convincing winners. Um, last year Limerick won by nine points. Uh, Munster final previous year Limerick obliterated them. So like there is if Limerick do get a start and do get a run on tip, do you know what I mean? those like those doubts might come home to surface um quite possibly tips last tilt for some of those tip guys um do you know what I mean last year was a very long year with COVID and everything they probably put an extra year's training in a lot of lads legs like I find I know and still there are a lot of tip boys are 31 32 but it's very hard to ask them again to go on next year at it and um yeah tip will, will definitely come hammer and at them and John, I do think Limerick. I do think Limerick can win. I don't mean that in a, that in a cocky way. Just long enough where Tip would always beat us, and more so than beat us, beat the living daylights out of us. You um, know, Tip at that capacity when they're going well. But I just think this Limerick team, they're, they're probably the best we've had since the 40s or the 30s when I wasn't around to see it. The physically, they're in immense condition. They're at maybe coming near the peak of their powers. Um I think Limerick really we, we don't get these opportunities with teams like this. The nature of hurling over a long period of time is that Tip Cockley Kenny will still swallow up all the other islands and provincial titles between them. But I do think Limerick will win on Sunday. Um, yeah, I I don't see them in beaten and that's not meant in an arrogant way. I, if Limerick show up and they're on their game, I think that Limerick will win by four or five points, six points.
2: Yeah. Hopefully that's not the case, but it'll be a good match anyway, no matter what happens. Um, just from yourself, Niall, you mentioned there you corrected me you're still hurling. How's the body holding up? And are, are you,
3: You're still enjoying game. it as much as ever? Yeah, love it. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, do you know what I mean, I suppose? Uh, just to go back in mean, my one thing there, Tipperary, I still think that Tipperary would have a big game in them. I just think that Limerick are the one team that, if Tip played Kilkenny in the morning, or Tip played Waterford or Cork, i expect Tip to beat all those teams. I just think Limerick are physically just the one team that they're a little bit like the Superman's Kryptonite. I just think they have the they have what Tip just fear the most, that physicality, and hard running. Uh yeah, in loving Ireland. Um, John, I suppose you alluded to it earlier on and kind of touched on a bit of coaching and stuff like that. And yeah, it's grand when you can't play, but I'm um, really loving it now. Um I saw Dan Shannon quoted there recently about he just loves his, the, the field is his place of kind of tranquility or a place yeah. where you belong. And I suppose the longer you go on, um, like, I suppose when you would have been in County, maybe it would have been, might have put the mistake of putting a finish line in front of me and we farm here at home as well and I'm mm. teaching and I went back to kind of, maybe when I was in the early 30s, I just said, look, you have a responsibility to try and come back near home and probably finished up a little bit quicker than what I had and a lot of things going on. But so my mindset here at the club is to, uh, stay going, play senior for another four, five, six years and let somebody else tell you to stop and pull you off, dragging and screaming. But I even see the boys among Owen, Paul Kern and Owen, they're all going strong and they have another year on me. So I take me for out of their but I'd, I'd have to stay going until after they're finished anyway. So that'll be, uh, yeah, that's great. It's brilliant. does nothing make like them it. It's super.
2: Is there any sign of lads coming to our place? Yeah, I, I, I used to work there with a lad from hand and I remember him telling me, Niall Moran is still the best player we have. Only a couple of years ago,
3: yeah. So yeah. There's loads of lads coming to replace me, so uh, look, it's just it's brilliant. And look, the thing here, maybe in Limerick, is it's a very. I will say it's it's a club championship that's probably you have the shadow of Nepiercing maybe over a lot of teams here that they're yeah. a little bit like they're so physically strong. And then saying that, Peshwell have pulled two or three counties in recent years. Napier haven't swallowed it up. Um, just there and in Limerick at the moment there's I nice, six teams in Senior A um, so it, it's kind of very whereas in Tipperary I know you have two nice. 16 Senior yeah. A and Senior B so uh, no it's um, no it, it's super uh, really really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to Sunday as well because my own I saw Owen as obviously a selector and my own brother James was a selector when they played Claire and mm. uh, we had their two sons They came back out here this Sunday evening after the match and it was just great to see the next generation because that's what we'd have done when the Kellys were young and we were young and even Babs then as well, would will be, be a cousin of my father's, from, my yeah. father's North So right. when we were young going to the games, we were than, we were all below in Clarney in 87. We, had, we got in, we had no tickets, yes. we had no tickets going down this Sunday either. Yeah. But uh, we got into Clarny in 87 when, do you know what I mean, the famine was over. We were there in 89, 91, um, do you know what I mean? So even once the final in 91, did I nicky kick the ball off the ground to draw the match? Like that's strong. Yeah. We have a huge relationship. We can't shout it too loud, but they're our second team in here.
2: So you had a great relationship with the Kelly's growing up. Did you have that competitive nature when you were oh, coming along up the grades? Yeah,
3: yeah, we had competitive nature, yeah. Um Jesus, there's oftentimes we didn't talk after it. I know Paul, my own brother Ali got married on a Friday and his best man, and we played tip on a Sunday and Paul and I sent Paul was at the wedding on the Friday and I got sent off for hitting me on the Sunday. And <laughs> it, I feigned, and we'd all or, so yeah, it hasn't always been rosy. And more often than not, when we were hurling, and um, probably with the exception of 07, they always bet us by a point above and third. us, more times, abused by a point above and third, us, or after mm-hmm. extra time. And but that's one thing as well that we often went up with I'm not going to say in a podcast, but a box of a team, and you'd be all over the place going up, and uh. We'd often we be, have been hammered in league matches, and we rock up and play tip, and you perform, and they beat you by a point. And the shoes mm-hmm. came on another foot now. The like, tip yeah. teams are better than what we were at the time. And just it's that one thing like this is knockout championship. This isn't. This isn't like okay. I know it's not knockout Sunday because both teams are still in it, but it's a monster final, and the tip will show up. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not that they won't. Mm-hmm. But the one thing when we look back on our time, there's an awful difference between winning the game by a point and losing the game by a point. And do you know what I mean Tip will still have that fight in him. I just think Nimmer will still have that little bit more of a whole time just to keep on top of Mike.
2: Yeah, So we'll just finish up Lyle with a few quick fire questions, a few predictions and a few questions about your own hurling. So who do you think will win the Leinster final that weekend?
3: Uh, I think the Cats, I think they're coming with a team again. He's after unleashing on Cody who is now going to turn into one of these players, these TJs and Richie Hulbans. Adrian Mullen, once he gets his form back, he has that capability. TJ is TJ. Um, And this Dublin team are different to the team in 13 that would have beaten Kilkenny because teams in 13 would traditionally have beaten him up along underage. I don't think this particular Dublin group had the history of beating him in underage. So I don't think they can call on that kind of belief system that the teams that were beating Kilkenny there about five or six Mm. years ago had. So Mm. Kilkenny. Uh, Davy versus Lohan. Who do you think is going to come out on top of this one? I hope to God Lohan does. <laughs> uh, well, I honestly hope to God Lohan does. Your man's a pep squeak and I know it's a podcast, but he he does my note in here. Like, um, I, I'm sorry, like, and I, 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 sometimes you, you can bite your lip, but I think Brian Lohan, and it's not because of your relationship with Claire here, I just think he's the most honourable, uh, genuine guy. I think even his reaction after the Claire game last day, I think he was dead right in what he said. I don't think he was unfair in any capacity. Uh, I hope the God Nohan wins. My gut feeling is Wexford will win it. Why? Because a history of a lot of teams who won the first round in Munster, they tend to go out without a whimper when it comes to it. And I do think Wexford still have have something coming with them. They have to have one big game in them. I think they'll be clear and I think they'll have a big performance in them thereafter because, do you know what I mean? They've let themselves down maybe last year, this year in the league, and they have the capability to have better players than Tip, Iris and um, Clare. And again, like Tony Kelly has been the difference there the whole time. We got one fifteen last year, uh, and this year in the league, when Wexford won, like Tony Kelly went off after half an hour, so uh, Clare in the ascendancy up to that point, so well, if they can, surely at this stage you'd imagine that they can hold down Tony Kelly, surely. Yeah. At stage. Time
2: All Ireland Hurling winners? Uh, Galway. Conway, do you
3: think they'll come through the qualifiers? Yeah, I think they. I think there's a history of teams doing what they did. Um, I remember leaving our Parky Queeve in 10 and i I'm saying now in hindsight today, day Isaki went or Isaki went to town, and I remember saying Tipper went the other end, and I was playing that time, and they were in the loop at that time, mm. and I said was a uh, tip on the other end mm. yeah. and I remember just saying that it just it just didn't perform, it didn't turn up. Like Galway got a lot of things wrong. Probably got a lot of things wrong on the sideline. First time Shane Neal probably got it badly wrong on the sideline. He'd personnel in the wrong positions, mm. and they just came flat. And I think they realized after fifteen minutes that shit, this thing isn't happening the way we planned it. And mm. yeah, I think Galway. I think Galway will win. And I think that boy is after doing him an awful favor because mm. it's one less son in the lake. So ultimately, like ultimately for Galway, it's like being in a provincial final next when they play losing a provincial final, going straight to quarter final. So, in terms of volume of matches, it hasn't changed in any whole pile for me. Yeah. yeah. Favourite ground to play in? Favourite ground to play in? Um, the obvious thing I'm allowed to say is Turles or, say, these places, uh, Clahan and Limerick. Cloughan? Because, yeah, Clahan and Limerick, because fellas, the, the lads around the walls they can't throw stones far enough to hit you. No, oh, Clahan and Limerick, <laughs> lovely. It's a great club. Very, very proud club. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, Johan and Limerick are just one of those pitches. John always, the fellas have an old pitch that they always perform and they love it. It's just big, spacey pitch. And, uh, yeah, love it, yeah.
2: Toughest opponent and ever come up against?
3: Tony Brown. Tony Brown, without doubt. Uh, everyone, a lot of say, Tom, I've, I've marked, lucky enough that for my, I'm not saying I always get results off all these boys and I wouldn't be, definitely wouldn't be arrogant enough to say it. Um, I always, so the nature of my game when I was playing was, i probably number one if it could have been inconsistent, but I was kind of player that, could end up with five or six points to play. and My man could be doing thunder and damage on me. And I just <laughs> was barking all the quoted the I often came up against him saying his tip. he was a savage player as well. But Tony Brown was the one player you couldn't get anything off. Like Tommy would be savage, he'd hurl all the ball, but you might get a couple of points off him. Ton mm. was savagely fit. Um and just so athletic and things like that. JJ, JJ's class as well, sorry, but Tony Brown, I marked him multiple times and Forget about it. I may mean, as well have been like a there's like a chung stuck to the side of the pitch, Mark. There's a man like you're talking about longevity, doesn't yeah. matter county into thirty-nine forty. Yeah. So uh, here's me talking about pride of playing club hurling. That lad won a western final and when did they win it? Twenty ten twenty ten, was it? Or twenty ten,
2: yeah.
3: You went ten. there was Tony Brown, like still throwing it out there like hurling yeah. the Year ninety eight, and still throwing it out in twenty ten. So his class.
2: Favourite game you've uh, ever played in, Clover County?
3: Uh, Club or county? Club um, our county, the most, the favourite game, yeah, like for look, our generation in Limerick, right, we had hurlers and we were very lucky that we had the batch of 21s and I suppose the lazy the lazy thinking here in Limerick was that they're all pissheads and they're all drinking when that's not true at all. That, that was just basically when you're losing matches, like mm. that was all the easy cop-out. Um, if you ask me generally, I think if we had the stability of the group now in terms of the coach, the manager, the S&C, the academy coming behind, I, I don't that, think that we'd have been capable of winning on our ends this time. So what am I trying to say? I suppose for us as a group, one of the only times we really had a run was 2007. Um, mm. From my core group, like we won obviously monster final at 13, but I was at the tail end of my career at that stage. But for my core group, it was 2007. I suppose you a tip in the trilogy and I suppose a bit water in the all semi-final. So that was maybe on a group level. Yeah, that was fast because I suppose that took on a life of its own at the time. And I think no matter what happens for our group, that's the game. I think that will stand the test of time in terms of people's minds. Um, Yeah, so it's the only time for we tip the championship up to <laughs> 2013.
2: Uh, your most treasured medal? Uh, the
3: county medals. Mm. medals at the club, and I'm treasuring every, every, every bit more as I go older because before it's kind of seems a lot longer in the distance to win them. Um, mm. yeah, look, every medal has its memories. Like, I won Fitzgibbon medals, uh, there my first year, actually, last Fitzgibbon final last year. And some of my best friends from college, from life, were the boys I heard from college. Like, do you know what I mean, John Devan there who's over at tip, he'd be a great boy of mine, and we'd shoot the breeze, and do you know what I mean. So Sure, every medal. I, I don't. That's the one thing. It's 18, and then maybe I suppose the guys probably tune into like to what you have here. They're hurling mm. people. They probably live for it. They're playing with their clubs underage. They're probably our lads who play junior for the club or senior. And um, I'm very lucky because it's. Uh, I know it's cliche, but Jesus, only for it. Like it's a sense of am in this place. I have to be on a Tuesday, Thursday, mm. Sunday. It's my interest. It's my love. It's my friendships. It's what. Do you know what I mean? You, we'll rock down to Cork next day. you meet lads and tip. To, they might recognise you, you might recognise them, you might know them. And you start up a chat or a lad will come into the yard. So I just, I just feel very, very fortunate and privileged that our parents put time into us and all the teachers put time into us to, to give us that opportunity to actually get out there meet people and be part of something that's, do you know what I mean? It still makes the hair stand in the back of my neck thinking about, do you know what I mean? All the friends you made, all the games you played, all the yes. results, they fade into memory. But, um, even likes what you're doing. It's savage. I, I love listening to these podcasts, listening to boys shooting the breeze about hurling. Yeah.
2: And uh, other
3: than hurling, what's your favourite sport to watch? Uh, other than hurling, favourite sport to watch? Jesus, um, look, we all played rugby here. I mean, basic enough, to, I all those boys into UFC. You can stand it. I think it's a Um, Do you know what I mean? I'd have boxed a bit myself, even properly boxing inside the ring for training. <laughs> um, so I'd, I'd appreciate the, the artistic side of that. Soccer, have no interest in it. Um, so I suppose yeah, I, I'm bland enough. Like, I, I like the aspects of basketball. I try to bring into teams and I coach them. But yeah, rugby, we appreciate it here. Like, you know I mean? It's a big thing here in the City. Um, I know it's spreading the swings outside of it. But you know what I mean? We went to the City when things would be going well and when the clubs were going well. So that's, yeah, like we'd be well boys as our club here very, very good to us. Even when we stopped Hurling, we often fell in for a game of seconds or thirds, even... Mm. We were hurting, so uh, yeah, rugby appreciation of the
2: chat. Just a kind of double barrel question to finish about Han and the Limerick champions. How are you fixed for this year? Are you stayed up, I think he stayed up from the senior this, to the senior this year. And... Yeah, I yes, yes. suppose
3: so you see that the fellas they say are struggling when they stay up, but in Limerick last year, yeah. like, it just kind of gotten big. It's very competitive. There's only 12 senior teams in Limerick, and then there's a senior A with six, senior B with six. Yeah. And like you put in that you have an appearance, like in, here in Limerick, we probably have. Definitely four teams that would win Tipperary. I would imagine that we could win any other championship here in Munster. Um, maybe with the exception of Waterford because Ballygon are strong. So, like, we'd find ourselves then number five or six. So, like, as in mm. last year, there was two groups of three. We lost in a last to Climatic, but, you know, there's very few teams that beat them anyway. And then we found ourselves playing there in relegation. We were superb. Yeah. So, I think the idea here is that, look, you, you, you hold yourselves there for a while. We have a couple of young lads coming. Um you just hold yourselves, keep scenery for as long as you can and join you know me mean? and then the it, it won't always be on top. There will always be an opening for some team to come and hopefully when that comes we'll be there, yeah.
2: That's great. Nail, nice. that was absolutely fantastic. Thanks very much for joining us on the Premier View Podcast.
3: No, well, fair play team. Congratulations, what you're doing. Thanks and that.
1: OK, so that's all we have time for, for this week, folks. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to Inda and Sean for, for their contributions, Niall Morn and Dennis Kelly. And hopefully when we talk to you next week, we'll be celebrating a monster final win. Uh, Tjibberdornaboo.